You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another episode of Falling Skies. This is Season 2, Episode 5, Love and Other Acts of Courage. I am Tamara Berg. You can tweet me at Tamara Berg. I'm joined in the studio by Dariel Christon. Hello, everybody. By Sophia Stanley. Hello, there resistance fighter Sophia Stanley. You can follow me at Sophia Stanley. S O F for fighter I A Stanley. And Steve wow. Bottomley. Um, that was a hi. lot. <laughs> hi. Steve. How are you going to follow up with that one, Steve? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> and we have our special guest in the studio with us on the couch, Sarah Carter, who plays Margaret. Yay! Welcome. Very exciting that you're here. We're going to do a special segment with just Sarah in a little bit, and we're going to talk to you about all sorts of things. You've got you've got a lot going on in your life, lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. You do. <laughs> yeah. You, you more than Steve, though, for sure. I know that. I don't know about that. Oh, no. No, trust me. I know We just met, fact. but you seem pretty uh, involved. <laughs> I don't have any hawks hanging out of my house. I can tell you that. <laughs> Okay. So we're going to do our regular rundown, and then we want you to chime in whenever you can. Oh, my God, we have a fly in the studio. Yes, we do. <laughs> this is annoying. It's a skitter fly. Oh, by the way, just real quick, I saw on the internet, on the interwebs, yes. uh, an operation where they actually did pull a worm out of a guy's no. eye. Oh, that sounds very... It was in India, and it was like, no. a, I swear, it was like a five-inch worm. They're not wow. sure. He was like a gardener. They're not sure how it happened. But here's the thing. Five inches. Yeah. That's scary. They don't oh know what kind God. of they, Oh, my God. They, you could see it like move around. In the eyes. But here's the thing. When they did it, I'm looking at him going, wow. <laughs> Falling skies is a, exactly right. Did you have right. an episode three oh moment, Steve? It, it was just as creepy. Moment? It was just as creepy as when they did it on Falling Skies. Yeah. That's and you're just like, oh my god, they got it, they nailed it. Sophia and I were screaming at the screen oh. when we saw it. We were just like oh. this. I was watching like this. Oh. Yeah, totally like Even today thing. at the beginning of the show when they showed it, I was it just brought back some bad memories. Yeah. Some nightmares. Yeah. So. Well, if you want to see the real thing. That's okay, I'll take your word. Okay. Look for it on the interwebs. On the interwebs. But we're going to make some other really good musical re- um, recommendations about what you should go to YouTube for. Yeah, That's a little yeah. bit better than a war, but we'll get to that at the end. We'll get to I that. think there was music under it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first we want to talk about how the show opened with Ben um, hanging over, the, looking over the city, and uh, Skitter screaming, and tell me your impressions, because I know you guys have some things to say. Yeah, about. I mean, honestly, tonight's episode, I, I thought last week,
week was going to be my favorite episode, but the way tonight started, I was I, I was blown away. I mean, yeah, literally, me when they showed the scene, when you hear the sound, you hear uh-huh. the mechs, you hear that music. When I told you guys that's uh-huh. like my favorite sound when I hear those mechs. And starting that scene with Ben hailing down like that, almost like to a god, it, mm-hmm. it was it, it was like the opening, the best opening, I, I thought, for well, the show. My note on it is it was really Muslim-esque. It was very Muslim-esque. Just, you know, the calling and the, you know, the clarion and all that sort of stuff and him just going to the sound and I thought it was a very very interesting choice yeah I agree because I think also too the vantage point was such an aerial view and it was Mm -hmm. one of the first times in a couple episodes that we have seen the destruction of wherever the new place that they're at and I think that we we know that Ben has obviously been communicating with them but the manner in which he did it to literally fall at your knees and then to look to the sky I think it was saying so many various things that in essence, he was coming home. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I took it. Yeah, right. I agree. Right. <laughs> Sarah, what's your opinion? I'm scared. I'm really nervous about this whole thing. The, you know, we, we talked about the last, the last couple of episodes that we were hoping we were going to get more information yeah. and, and learn some more rules about things. And that's really coming together yeah. here. And this was one of, the th- one of the situations where, you know, we're really kind of learning more about what Ben's abilities are, what his connection is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of some of the things that we've been looking for. And But this just freaked me out. But really. see... The- no, go ahead. The go funny ahead. thing is, it, it did and it didn't for me. It actually was calming. And I think that the reason it was calming was, as we then find out later on in the scene, I think that the people who were communicating, it was actually a hailing of we're really gathering together to potentially fight against the overlords. But you didn't so, know that when you saw it. I didn't. But then at the end of the day, and maybe I'm I'm one of those weird, like, you know, multiple paths to one God type of people, that like any type of prayer to a higher being is calming. So even though I can argue that they're aliens and that they're bad, I mean, it's when, you know, when everyone roots for their team, like, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, God, let the Patriots win. You know what I mean? But I think that it was calming. And then as we, you know, discover with the skitter, I'm a cornball. I believe him. I think that they're trying to fight the resistance. As we found out with the harnesses, they're taking over people's lives. Yeah. So therefore, Ben and the Skitter are one in the same. One in the same. And yeah, and I mean, it actually brought back But memories. I don't like it. That's just like what it? I want to say. Well, well, for me, it brought back memories because I grew up Catholic. And we every Wednesday in grade school and in high school, we would have to go to the church and like kneel down. And it reminded me of the service of just kneeling down to like your God. So that's when I first saw it. I was like, Oh my, this episode is going to reveal so much just because it started off that way, you know. And you could see that it was him revealing himself and 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 um, to the gods, you know, to his god. So, which well, is the skitters. There, there's a couple of things that I liked about this episode, but what I've been thinking about is, okay, you've kicked Pope out, and what are you going to do? Because Pope was a driving force in this. Right? He, he, you need him to keep everybody else on their toes. Yeah, um, they're trying to replace it a little bit with um, Tex Friend. Mm-hmm. The guy that's a little yeah. bit of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but finally, it's like, you know, Pope who? Right. <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah, every, right. all the, the storyline is now really, you know, they've just said, no, here we go. This, the reason Pope's not around is because we need to clear the path for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think the reveal tonight was going to be Pope? They, they threw us yes. off with the Rick yeah. reveal. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, because yes. last yeah, week yeah. we were having this conversation. And that's the thing. I keep be? waiting to see him pop up because you know he's going to pop up. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, and I may be wrong, but, you know, it's I think there's just like, you know, just just park, you know, just wait. Because right. we got to we got to establish this very very cool storyline that we're unveiling. Yeah, and it's just amazing. It was. <laughs> it definitely was. 
<laughs> you seem like you're still scared over there, too. I am. I am. I'm glad I watch it with people around me so that you guys can help me fight off the scaries when they come in. <laughs> this show makes me really nervous. It's making me nervous, and I think that's good. I think that's good. You know, good. There was a, there's a storyline that they're keeping alive, and it's interesting. It's uh, the bite on um, oh, Weaver's yeah. leg. On oh, Weaver's yeah. leg, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. I'm not sure why it's being kept alive because I really thought it was just going to be, you know, it was a device right, a one-time so that thing his daughter no can deal. leave. See, and I totally disagree. I think that what they're trying to show is we're all the same, that it could have been anyone's kid that was harnessed. And, of course, you're going to want to save your child, right. right? So regardless of whether or not Ben's spikes are glowing, Tom is still his father and he's going to still try to protect him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, because Ben has a different connection to the skitter, he can communicate with him from a different vantage point, number one. Number two, I think it's also that whole premise that children see things that adults don't. True. They're really they're really connecting from a place of emotion, not simply a place of hate. I think that the bite is potentially, if it gets infected, or to me, it looks like a mini harness on its leg, that mm, think about it, you're going to change your tune if potentially you get bitten or you get harnessed. It's very easy to say, okay, well, there may come a time when we're going to have to kill your kid because he's communicating with the skitters. Right. But if you now know that you potentially have some kind of an, an you know infection, but... You know what I mean? Are you saying well, that you thought talking... the conversation that he was having with Tom later was also, you know, him kind of saying, look, if this leg thing is bad, are you willing to pull the trigger on me as well? I totally think so. Think I think it was, it was. I think it was setting it up. I think it was setting up. But also, too, can I just have a moment? Because, like, I'm definitely into sure. badass chicks. So I would love to ask our badass chick. You need to have your moment on the mic. Oh, I would definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those. I'm geeked into. Thank you very much. I think I'm loud enough, but obviously I'm not. I'm definitely geeked off of badass chicks. And the fact that we have Sarah Carter here, who is definitely a badass chick and does yeah. it so chick-like. Um, so, well, so what? Yeah, you, very <laughs> much so. Very much so. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on either the hailing or, you know, potentially, you know, why they're carrying along the storyline with Weber or just, mm. you know, anything that you'd love to jump in and talk about. Well, first of all, it's great listening to you guys talk about it <laughs> with so much passion and insight. Um, and a lot of the things you're saying are dead on. In terms of Weaver's wound, I'm not going to give away too much, but I think you're all on the right track when you say that this episode is one that is bringing in the faith mm-hmm. and you know higher power what do we all trust at the end of the day and uh, you know it, how much courage it takes to have faith to love um, and to recognize that yes you know and it's your son or you yourself mm-hmm. who's in danger of being persecuted by the masses um, what you don't really know how you're going to react until you're in the moment. So that's one of my favorite moments in the episode when, um, when Noah and Tom, Noah, Tom, 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 we know them. When Tom says to when Tom says to Weaver that he really yeah. his moment. I I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to react. Right. And right. basically, he's saying. Man, you shouldn't trust me either, because I'm only human, too. Yeah. Right. Um, And there's just so many times in this episode where we come back to that, like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm only human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially Maggie. This is, it it was touching, as I said, when we were watching the episode prior to this little Mm -hmm. party in here. Um, (laughs) 
I, I hadn't seen the full episode, so yeah. it was sweet to be reminded how it felt playing Maggie to want to love so badly, to want to connect so badly, yeah. but to just, A, the warrior, the badass chick is, you know, is all she trusts in herself. And she knows that when love is in the picture, when connection's in the picture, it makes you weaker to an extent. But I think w what she knows deeper down, because she's quite wise, is that that's that's the real power and that's the there's no point in living unless you have that so she's like shit here it is mm -hmm. this is the part that really hurts mm -hmm. <laughs> kill me well that, that's the fact that I, that's that was an aspect i really liked about this episode was that internal debate she's having about i really want this in my life but mm -hmm. i've been able to survive by not by by not you know by risking not connecting that. Yeah. right by staying the lone wolf by staying this you know the tough chick and, yes. and that's fascinating well it that's true but what's also true that's very true what also is in there is that she knows Hal is one of the most important members of the second mass right. and yeah. he's a leader that he's you know extremely strong he's athletic he's trustworthy he's got integrity um, somebody that people listen to and she would sacrifice herself for that and she really doesn't know if it's the best thing for him to mm -hmm. be worrying about you know this woman on the back of his bike she's like i'm not that i am not that yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of badass chick is that a real tattoo on your arm during the episodes uh, yeah, yeah, look at this real tattoo and and what is that question. image and i tried to figure it out but well, what is well, well that's first that's kali Oh. Kali. Did you have input on it? Do you know about Kali? I actually, the funny thing is, because of the power of the internet, I do, yeah. and I've also been to India. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a kind of, I, it, I'm a very weird mix of very spiritual and then very like fight, fight, fight. Yeah, well, but but that <laughs> yes. I mean that, that's mm -hmm. what Kali yes. is. She she recognizes that she's the goddess that stands for the mother instinct to fight for truth yeah no matter what like what is the highest stance that you can take and then don't be afraid to fight for it um so yes kali is a major influence on maggie and obviously me in my and creation the, the, of maggie. the question wasn't answered is it a real thing? I'm trying to avoid it. Okay, all right. It's deflecting. <laughs> it's but deflecting. did you have? In, but okay, this is a, a, a back end way of asking. Did you have input on the tattoo? Yeah, very much. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: Was it done on a set, or was it done on like Sunset Boulevard? <laughs> on a tattoo. <laughs> was it done maybe in Studio Let me ask you this: City? Can I try on your jacket? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can say no. It's okay. Does the term henna mean anything? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> okay, you. Have something to say, and then we got to get out. We got to get. Oh no, no, no! I was I was jumping around because I forgot we have a guest. So. Yeah. Sorry. No, you have one of you has something to say right there. Oh, I do. Yes, I'm sorry. That's what I mean. That's what you meant. I did. Hey, listeners and people who love us, um, listen, if you're going to go shop at Amazon, and we want you to shop at Amazon, who doesn't? But first, before you do, go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click on the Amazon button banner at the top, and then shop. Um, why? Because Amazon gets a kickback on your purchase. And it does AfterBuzz does. And Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. 
Except us. Except for me and Steve. <laughs> I just want to see how I can mess this up. All right, no more commercials. So you know what? Um, <laughs> so you know who gets a kickback? A little, little something, something? After Buzz TV. And yes, it doesn't cost do. you a thing. That's right. Not a thing. So how you do it? Go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Click on the Amazon banner at the top. Do your shopping. Buy, buy, buy. And uh, we will love you for it. Thank you. I completely yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's a great reason That's to go. That's a nice safe way. I like that because we can talk about that a little bit. Tell us a little bit. A lot of people may not know, but you are also a very talented musician outside of being a wonderful actress. So... I, I looked on your website that you have a you lot did. of gigs that you do here in the city. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we can all come watch you Will you guys sing come to the play. Viper Room on Wednesday night? Yeah. I, I yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Will awesome. you have us? Will you let us in? Will they let it? We won't let Steve in, but, you know, yeah. that's okay. No, 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 that, that passed. Oh, really? It's yeah, over? I'm, I'm okay in oh, there now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Good it, for what, you. what is the name of your yeah, current yeah, yes, album? Exactly. What is the title of your current album? It's called Pretty Tricks. Pretty Tricks. And my band is Sanguine Drake, and this is... This is what it looks like. Do we have a Do we have a shot on that, Ben? Yeah. How many members are in the band? Uh, David and I. It's a. It's a. Just two. Well, but it's becoming four. Our bass player is like, mm, he's on the fence. He's totally in love with us, but he's incredible and in New York right now and always all over the place, being asked to record. So he he wants to. He wants to be a permanent me- member, and then. Um, Kyan Winuk, our drummer, has been there since the beginning. So, oh great! And what do you Pretty play? Pretty lucky. I play guitar, mm-hmm. keys sometimes, and uh, shake things. <laughs> shake things. Oh, all right. Part well, of the show. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be there Wednesday. You got me. You got me a shake. <laughs> and and you're, are you vocals? I'm vocals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have a, a listener on our chat that's asking if you're going to be in Miami playing anytime soon. Oh, invite me and then all your friends. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. We will see if she can get to Miami. Okay. We need, I, we're going to get back to this, but we need to talk about the Skitter Rebellion, okay? And Rick coming in and being the interpreter. Big surprise, first of all, with the Skitter uh, being injured and Ben trying to protect him. Right. Ben and Rick trying mm-hmm. to protect him or her. We don't even know mm-hmm. the gender. Do they have genders? Actually, yeah. Do, so they? do they have genders, the no. skitters? Do skitters have gender, genders? Aren't they all boys? Are they all boys? It's sure. It's not going to bode well for I feel like that's a, I feel I, like that's I, a jab. I'm, I'm being silly. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. going to jump on that um, one, too. Like, but jab. I was like, let me not. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Let me recircle to that one. What do you mean by that, sir? But they remember, they don't procreate. They harness other people. Right. Well, that's so true. So they could be yeah. single. They sex. could be single, but yeah. mm-hmm. but they're har- harnessing boys and girls. That's yes. true. But can I just back up for a minute? Yes. There's an underlying theme that keeps happening that irks the stuff out of me. Yeah. When they obviously see all the dead skitters and they realize that they could not have killed, been killed by human right. beings, it's like they dismiss the fact that they could have been fighting amongst themselves. At the end of the day, mm. if this is kind of analogous to America's history and or global history and the whole reason that Tom being a professor is important, they jump over things that are very obvious. Like, of course, if you have a species of people, they can fight amongst themselves, even if it's simply just for being cowards. Right. And and the fact that they were just like, okay, no, 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 it doesn't matter. And they moved on. They keep missing steps that could potentially lead to them succeeding. It's almost like they want okay. to stay in this limbo place and they're not progressing. They're still might is right, might is right, might is right. Mm-hmm. And they're not thinking anymore. 
And, and I by they, you mean the second mass. I did the second yeah. mass, including Tom. Mm-hmm. So you Until think they're he not did. moving fast enough? There's not that they're not moving fast enough. They're not thinking anymore. They're simply reacting. And at this at this stage, like they know what's going on. They know there are no new new species. They know it's the overlords, it's the skitters, it's the mechs, right? So mm-hmm. when they see them and they realize that, that the only thing that potentially could happen is one of two things. Either they're fighting amongst themselves or there are human beings with higher technology than they have. Right. So that should be your only thing that you're thinking about. And they didn't. They just dismissed it and then kept moving on. That's a tactical error. But we also know that Pope has got ammunition that will take out mechs. Yeah. And, and he has like eight And people. when they came on this battle scene. scene and all the mechs were destroyed, the first thing I thought of was, we're going to see Pope. So did Same I. Here. Same thing. Same but then how come they didn't say anything? Well, they did. They <laughs> said, they said this, these are all mech hits. No shelf casings. Yeah, no, no shelf, shelf, shelf casings. Right. right. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they, they, were, they were aware of it. Okay. Um, and I, I honestly, I thought, oh, cool. Pope's back. Right. I, yeah, I just assumed it was someone, you know, who had more firepower and then did think it was Pope right away. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, initially, uh, we all pretty much probably thought the same thing. I I did think it was Pope. But once they revealed that they were fighting among each other, I I, I mean, I thought that was a great way that, to kind of introduce that scene. Really good twist. Yeah, it was a really good. I did not see that one coming at all. Because didn't we talked earlier in the season about who are the, the skinny people mm-hmm. and how do they relate to the skitters? And, mm-hmm. are, you know, we, we made the assumption that if they weren't that they were kind of versions of the same species, right? Didn't we? Did, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. I know you and well, I we, talked we about that. We knew that there was there was definitely hierarchy, right? And and I was curious. Okay, well, if there's you know the tall guys, and is there somebody above the tall guys right. that we're going to eventually see? Right. So, but the idea that the overlords came in, invaded the mechs, I mean the uh, Skitters planet, and you know took them over was I thought that was a really interesting turn, and didn't expect that. No, yeah, I like that they're fighting among each other. I mean, I think that's really a really interesting thing for the show. Yeah, and it shows that it's it's almost like human beings. You know, it's like the second mass. It's it's like the resistance crew. They're all fighting among each other slightly themselves. So it just it almost made the skitters and the mechs and the overlords seem almost more human like. You know, you could relate. Right. To well, them what's even interesting more. is that if this is if there's a correlation between the American Revolution and the show, well, then are, are, is the skitters rebellion actually American Revolution that is happening? And, and we're the Among French. Their planet, yeah, right? I mean, you know I think I mean? that's the parallel. Yeah, because I, this whole time I was thinking, oh, okay, so second mass is a revolution, but no, maybe the skitters mm-hmm. are having a revolution. And like I said, we're the oh. French coming in to help them. Oh. Because right now, but right now yes. they're saying, look, we got oh, this, we got this thing going on, and we need your help, which is great, you know. And like the French were saying, no, because <laughs> no. wait, are we the French? We're the span. We're the span. Okay. <laughs> Now, Sarah, in a scene like that, I mean, you got the. Sarah, Sarah's looking at Steve like, wait a minute, let me let me follow you a little bit. Um, in a scene like that, you have all the the um, the mech kind of equipment and and the skitter equipment. Like, how long does, does do you guys film for a scene like that? Is that like an all day shoot or is it a couple of days a week? I mean, because it's so high tech. I mean, it seems like you guys have a lot of stuff in that in um, in that scene. So, how long does it usually take you to shoot something like that? Uh. It depends on, you know, we start setting up, obviously, our locations weeks in advance sometimes. Um, And that's where the props people get involved and, obviously, location, set design. So by the time we actually hit it, it, it's usually just a day. And then if there are stunts, um, we train prior to the shoot day when we can. 
Um, but also, you know, for loading guns and learning how to use all of this equipment and understanding what we're looking at exactly. Um, so there, I'm so sorry. Is that for me? <laughs> Not for you. Um, does that answer your question? It does. Yes. So, like a day, a day of shooting when we're actually, you know, getting down to it. But there's definitely buildup, and I can't give you an exact answer. Well, prior to um, falling skies, had you ever shot a gun before? Yeah. Yeah. I keep getting cast. She lives in L.A. I'm <laughs> trained in like martial arts and. I was going to ask. Did, did you did you know how to ride a motorcycle? No, I didn't, and that was. Are, are you still a little a scared? Deep when you, learning curve. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially those dirt bikes because they're squirrely. They, they are squirrely, right? Oh, yeah. Well, they had extensive training, fairly extensive training for the pilot um, prior to season one, and then I came onto the show. Uh-huh for the second episode and they just threw me into it they told me I was part of a biker gang <laughs> and I better learn how to get on a bike you better and I went out into the back country in Ontario and I was just like racing around with this crazy Canadian dude he like lives for this stuff He's, he was wearing like a Power Ranger outfit and I'm going where am I but I just yeah you just do it and that's I, I think sometimes you learn things faster yeah. When you're just thrown into them. Yeah. So I ended up loving it and loving it quickly, but it was kind of terrifying for sure. Well, you, you, I don't know if you are nervous or you're not, not sure, but it doesn't show. You look pretty badass up there. So. Oh, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And so you, so with filming in Ontario, I know you're from Toronto. Do you, does your family get to come see you on set at all? Or I mean, how far is I'm not sure how far is that distance, Ontario through to t- Toronto. Oh, well, Toronto's in Ontario. Oh, all right, yeah. It's okay, yeah. it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not going right. to give you a hard time. Thank all right, you. I'm th- you know what I'm thinking? I'm, yeah. I'm, no, it's yeah. okay. Thinking but Montreal. that So season, maybe you're getting... Oh, you're thinking Montreal. I was thinking Montreal for some reason. But I, I love that you're thinking Montreal, because that's what you should think about when you think about Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my first places I went in Canada, so... It's incredible that I recorded I my Toronto first well. album there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, Toronto's... Tr- it, what what are you asking? Did family about? come and visit you on Did the set? Did family come visit you on set? Are we talking about? <laughs> yes, it was great to be home by family and friends, and I had lots of visitors. But so oh, now cool. you're in Vancouver shooting, right? Or you were shooting? Yeah, season which two is where my dad lives. Oh, oh see? cool. So it's great. Now, see, I'm a big Vancouver gal. I love, love it? Vancouver. Love it. Would totally move there if I could. Be- do you mind the gray? No, I so mean, conducive to the show, the weather. Oh, yeah. oh it's perfect! Yeah. Isn't We're all it? miserable. In <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things Noah Wiley said in an interview. He talked about from moving from Toronto to Vancouver that uh, you cha- you traded cold for wet. Yeah, season one to season two. Yeah, which I think is great. I'm not sure they traded cold because you see a lot. I know, of, it looks you see chill, a lot of vapor. It does. Yeah, yeah. Really. a lot of times <laughs> it does. Yeah. I have to admit, I. I'm not a weather snob, though. I think because I did grow up in Canada and I was a camper and I like crazy trips all over the world, (laughs) India, and I I kind of get into it. Where are some of your other favorite places? Uh, Havana, Cuba is probably number one. You're very well traveled. (laughs) So so you've heard because you've never actually been there. Right? She's Canadian. No, she's, she's Canadian. Canadian. Oh, you can go. You're yeah. Canadian. Oh, I have another yeah. passport, too, so I can okay. go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But you haven't been yet? No. Oh, you have to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How many passports do you have? I have two. 
We're okay. like, okay. Mm-hmm. I won't Some, disclose the other one, somebody, given the whole American Revolution analogy. Mysterious, badass woman. <laughs> somebody alert the CIA. <laughs> you guys got a lot I of comments. I am from D.C. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Um, let's just move right into Maggie and Hal and their yes. love story, let's, shall we? Let's move into that. I think we should. That. I think I applauded a couple times. I was like, yay! Yeah. Well, usually, you know, if you weren't sitting right next to me on the couch, I would have been yelling, kiss, kiss, a whole lot more. But I thought it might have embarrassed you. I actually noticed you holding back. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I wanted you guys to kiss a lot more. But, you know, we got some in there. So that was good. It's coming. It's It's been a slow buildup. Yeah. Well, we hope it's coming. Uh, Tell us about shooting the car scene. How long did it take to do that, first of all? That was a long day. Yeah. (laughs) Lying there that close to hell to jerk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting because we shot that on a stage and we very mm. rarely are on a stage. Oh, it's right. all on location, the show. And it's just Drew and I. So that was one of the nicer, more laid back days. And we weren't sure how it was going to cut in mm-hmm. with, you know, is it going to be believable that we're having this sweet, mm-hmm. you know, tender, intimate moment where, well, there's, you know, mechs shaking. We had crew members shaking the car on the stage. Um, but I think it, I, th- I really do think it worked because they just, it, they needed that they needed yeah. they needed each other and i know it, playing that scene it just felt so right it just felt like yes we needed to be you know forced into the back of a tiny car to ever get as close as we really want to get so uh i don't know i think it did work i think it worked Brilliantly, and I think that it was so organic to the characters because not only was it tender, it was silly. Yeah, Yeah. I think that if they had actually said things like "Ooh, I love you," and I love that would have been it would have I would have been like "Boo," (laughs) you know. Right. But I think that it was literally just that because they were forced together, and I think that they have they have this level of respect, and above all else, I think they're really best friends. Like the fact that you you know they're like, "Oh, you got my back, I got yours," Mm -hmm. and then you have this other layer, the fact that they all are a man and a woman and then yeah. that intensity is there I feel like because it was potentially the end of their lives yeah everything gets silent and it's like the way they interact with each other was so playful and so loving I thought it was brilliant my favorite part of the oh, scene brilliant. is the uh, Rita part of the scene <laughs> Rita uh, yeah, Rita, Rita. And then, uh, even the even the transition of, of your emotion when you mentioned Karen I, right. I mean I I I thought that was so genius. I mean, it was really, it was really endearing. And and as we were saying, we've been watching the the prog- process of it go slow, and now it finally was revealed. You know how you guys really feel about each other. So yeah, I would, here, that, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Well, well, oh, thank you. I thought um, it fascinating. <laughs> here again, here is the thing that I really like about what this show does. Yeah. is they give this scene that everyone has gone through, in the while the mechs are moving through. And and they're trying to you know look the world continues you still have these moments yeah. you know it, okay it's a crazy moment and a crazy time but and they're keeping that story alive it, there's still there's always this hope yeah well and, there's and also, they're doing it so smart the other thing is too that we're all you know we're humans and we had a life before all yes. of this happened yes so it kind of brings us back to our commonality exactly. and reminds us of our humanity mm-hmm. and that's something that's kind of easily lost in this world so it was such a treat even 
even just playing the character to imagine Rita in jazz pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> just like you, I'm sure right. they I'm just still trying to they're, what not, jazz they're pants not are. thinking about that day in day out. You forget yeah, yeah, where you come yeah. from, so you're right. Exactly. And another part about that scene is like you guys are having this intimate moment, and all you hear in the background is the mechs. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? A, I was like, if that's not a mood killer, they still were able to keep that emotion going. That's why I love about that. I must that. be like the romantic dork. I didn't hear the Max. Oh, that's cool. You know, I didn't hear the Max. But you <laughs> know, they're having that scene and the Max going through for the characters. It's kind of like saying um, they're just a little bit more badass than the Max. Right. Because they don't, you know, at that oh, moment, it was like, astute. we don't really care what's going on because this is more important. So, you know, it did kind of bring their characters up. And, and to another level. Well, and also, I think it's really astute. Yeah. Also, to call back the conversation that they had early in the in the show, where Maggie was talking about losing her life and the last drop stripping mm-hmm. away, and when mm-hmm. you know that you it might be over, mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. is definitely a parallel moment and a possibility where you know it could all be over here too. Mm-hmm. I think though, in in this scene, um, it was more the the feeling was more the rest of the world disappearing mm-hmm. for a second just that safety looking into someone's eyes who mm-hmm. you enjoy yeah. you know and the and the escape of it and then i you know when i bring up karen and it's just such a gentle shift, right? Yeah. Like no one wants to offend each other, but it's just like you can you hear the mechs more, and you start to like you you wake up out of that love fuzz, yeah. you know. So I think that was part of it. But I do feel that when I was hit, when I was shot, mm-hmm. um, I did that was a last drop moment. I'd been in that place before, and I thought, how many lives? Do I just don't just get I'm bad luck. Hmm. Give right. up on me. Right. I can do this. I've been here. I can do this. Just mm. go. So there was a last drop moment. Surviving three excited. tumors <laughs> three and tumors. getting shot and you're thinking it's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Good okay. point. I would say, yeah, good you're point. pretty good luck. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and the, actually in the opening scene or Maggie's opening scene where she's meditating. Mm. That's one of the things that I chose to consider with my eyes closed. Like, why am I here? Mm. Why do I keep surviving? What, what's keeping me going here? And I think she chooses every morning to do it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. She just she connects to something greater, and she says, use me in, in whatever way. Hmm. Mm. Um, I've got a couple of uh, comments from the chat room that I want to bring up. One of them is, was there a practice kiss or was it a one-time deal? They want to know. Oh. <laughs> was it a practice? Was-, was there a practice kiss? Did you rehearse the kiss before oh, the kiss or was the kiss? Um, 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 did we? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh, maybe not. Okay. All right. You know what? For that one, we didn't. Okay. We didn't. That was you know, I, I do want to say, I, I, you know, we look at on-screen kisses all the time, and some of them are really ugly, and that yeah. was quite a beautiful kiss, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, it was well done. It really was, because a lot of times they're just, they're just like, Mwah. but it was it was a beautiful, tender, like, meaningful kiss, Wait and till I the liked next it. one. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Do you get a hospital room? Well, well, as we know, I was going to say, as we know, there are extra hospital yeah. rooms with clean sheets. With clean sheets. Clean sheets. And evidently a lot of drugs. And a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't 
don't even have to remember. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, Steve. All right. Wait. Well, that's because you're not me. <laughs> Wait, you think Charleston what? Who cares about Charleston? Yeah, Let's just say We'll meet up. We'll meet up. Yeah. Save us a room. Make love no one. Save us some hot water. What about the age difference between Hal and Maggie? What about it? Yeah. What about it? I mean, I don't care. Me neither. I don't notice. I don't notice either. I don't, and I think it's because there, there are when when he says, you know, you're my partner and all that stuff. That's really how you see him, mm-hmm. right? They just really, you know, are partners. You know, it, it, real quick, one of the reasons why I love those moments about like when you see the personal, you see them have that little moment about just talking and just connecting and stuff. It it's so needed because then you're reminded of just this horrible place that they have to live. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have to refresh that. They have to, you know. Oh, by the way. This is crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why those scenes work so well. It's because you, you're off the hook, and then you go, "Oh, that's right. They're skitters." So, <laughs> and and done well. It, that drop back into there is even greater. So kudos. Well cool. done. Absolutely. Oh, real quick. Yeah. We learned what a harness is called. Oh, right, a kremlock or something a like chemlock. that. Kemlock. Kemlock. So all the geeks and nerds now. No, yeah, that actually makes this. a lot of sense if you really think about it. Chem. Chemlock. It's like a lock. Chem, even like the base of... I'm not going to do Nerd Girl, so keep going. I like Nerd Girl. I was going to do it. Because I was going to break down the Latin. Like, if you think chemotherapy... Anywho, um, they were asking, what was... It's fine. Sorry. (laughs) I was interested, Sophia. You two can have a private conversation. (laughs) Uh, How would, Sarah, how would you see the war ending if you had it your way? Oh wow! And they asked you, but I but I think maybe they really mean Maggie. Maggie character. <laughs> okay, that makes it easier. Yeah, um, I would say. So, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going really deep. Yeah, I, like, I saw you soul searching <laughs> in there. I was waiting for that answer. <laughs> um, I, some incense burning. <laughs> well, I think it, it's probably similar, Maggie. She does want people to coexist peacefully, and she does fight for um, goodness. Like, re- like she likes heroes. She likes greatness, and she understands that you have to live with a certain amount of curiosity and give people things chances. I Maggie is curious about the skitters mm-hmm. she she's cautious you, you notice in all these scenes she's standing back and she's assessing the situation and then well, you know when she's confronted with a, you know a challenge that requires an extremely difficult decision she will make that choice and and fight for it and live with whatever consequence but I think ultimately she wants people to wake up um, be their strongest, fight for what they believe in, and hope f- to coexist peacefully and to, you know, um, be reasonable. Be reasonable first. But she's like, she's quick to wipe out bullshit. She gives you a chance, but. So. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that does that. Does, I always get on these tangents, and then I don't no, know you, if you I've do answered the no, question. I, 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 never, the question. I, I never would have thought that. <laughs> Maggie would have said, "No, I think we can all live together." So that's interesting. Yeah, she. I mean, she's that kind of a warrior. Steps back, and then Mm. if if, imagine she's been raped by this biker gang. She's lived with these guys, going, "Are you kidding me?" You know, these guys are 
torturing me, but they're feeding me. They're surviving somehow. And I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to wait. And then she's giving Pope a chance. Yeah. Because she sees some goodness in him. And she sees that he could, you know, save somebody's life. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's it's it's subtle, but it's really deep with her. It's definitely big picture stuff. That was a great scene last season uh, when you shot the uh, bike member. I was like, man, she is badass. She, Both of a, them. That's a great way to, to come into the series. Yeah. That was a nice pop, opening. Pop. Yeah, it's a really, really good opening. <laughs> she that was like, says, is he going to survive? Greg okay. And, and, then the line, and then the line you got to say, yeah, he brought chocolate. It didn't make any difference. <laughs> it didn't make any difference. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, Okay. Enjoy the ride. And you're you're actually yeah. really the only female character on the series that kind of like hangs with the guys. You know, you're like one of the guys yeah. who who's fighting. I mean, you 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 lead that role for the women in the uh, second mass. Yeah, and not because I look down on women who like I have so much respect for Anne Glass. Yeah. And Lourdes, mm-hmm. um, but because that's what I know how to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's your strength. <laughs> now, does Steven Spielberg ever come on the set? Uh, yes, but I missed it. He, uh, he was oh, on the oh, pilot. Curses. Oh, no. For the pilot, yeah. No, but I hear that he, you know, he says some nice things about Maggie, and that feels good. Oh, that's Yay. a great I bet that feels really good. Yeah, it does. I'll bet it does. Who doesn't say nice things about Maggie? No, right, exactly. <laughs> we have nice things to say about Maggie, and we also have nice things to say about iTunes. Do we? We and do. Hopefully, a lot of you right now have um, uh, downloaded a lot of the past epi- episodes of Falling Skies on iTunes. If you haven't, please go to iTunes. You can go to um, iTunes.com and download all the Falling Skies episodes that we've done as of far, which were number five. Uh-huh. So, uh, and please also take a moment to write a review, leave a comment. We love to read those things. We will definitely acknowledge any comments that you have um, and put down, but make sure you go to iTunes and download all previous episodes. And rate and comment. We really appreciate and it. It helps comment. us out when you do that. Yeah. Okay, now let's just talk about you. Shall we? Let's swim in Lake U. <laughs> yes. Yes. First of all, does like, anybody really to, like that? That's yes. just like Lake Me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little more about your band. So what kind of music that is I can it? Talk. Yeah, yes. I know you can. Go. Um, what kind of music? Well, it's interesting. We recorded this album with Kevin Agunas, who's known for uh, the Black Keys and Cold War Kids. He's got that timeless vintage sound mm-hmm. going so it's a beautiful sounding album it's simple more folky so psychedelic folk rock but as oh, you'll see when you come to the viper room on this wednesday, wednesday, on wednesday. Mm-hmm. july 11 uh 9 30 um <laughs> at what time 9 30 9 30 got it that w- our live show is electric. Oh, cool. And the stuff that we write is is more rocking than this album. So this is like the acoustic version. But it's a lyric-driven we've got, project. We've got a, um, a sample. Do we have samples here? We, could, could we I play? We do. Actually, I think could we, we could do. We, I think the booth is telling us we have a sample. I is think that, the ooh, booth was what's actually happen saying right we're going to search for a sample. Really. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, you'll let us know when you found one? Yes, we will. I know where you can get a CD. Yeah. <laughs> Probably on Amazon, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, or, 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 on or on the couch. Or on the couch. <laughs> or on iTunes or on the couch. On the iCouch. Who were some of your influences growing up listening with music? Like, who helped you form your sound? 
When I first was inspired to write, it was actually at the end of two seasons on Shark. I just felt like, oh, I need to do something that is coming from my heart yeah. and uh, is drained. So I went to India, and that I would say Ani DeFranco and Tori Amos. Oh, yeah. Great artist. Um, yeah, just these women who really have something to say. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought if they can do it, then I'm, I've got to try this whole songwriting thing. And then it's developed into, I, I love Kim Deal. I love the Pixies and the Breeders and Sonic Youth. And I even love Courtney Love. Courtney, um, crazy Courtney. I really do. I'm, I just like her courage and insanity and it's her balls. Um, so... Yeah, maybe I'm a child of that 90s whole thing. Oh, I think we got a sample. Oh my sample. god, you're playing something from my first. This is this is one of the first songs I ever wrote. This is not saying And what's the day. what's the title of this song? This is uh Who You Think You oh, Are. Oh my goodness. Three. That is my favorite song. That's funny. That made me nervous. This actually might make me cry. This one is a little bit too close to me for me. When you said I'm ashamed, we'll queue up the night. Oh, you know here. this? No, this is like this one is a little oh. bit too close. Oh yeah, <laughs> for me too. That was exciting. Thank you. I think they should have played that. Up. I think they should have played that song where you were in the car with How. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they've well, chosen the had the to beat. score the whole That's show. True. Yeah, you know, with the do you find the that strings. the two do you find that the two mediums work together? Do you find that you know, like you're, I don't you're thinking, know. you have no idea. Mm. I don't what know. What a stupid question. No, it's 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 been <laughs> I won't say another thing. No, it's been a it's been a tough road to pursue. To Music? Mm-hmm. It's tougher than uh, TV, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. And, and the weird part is you can do so much more on your own in music. Yeah, you can do everything on you your own. You can do everything on your own. And, and if you think like, <laughs> oh, well, that should be easier. And it, it, but do you I'm think there's a different vulnerability in, in doing oh, music? We exactly. An, we have another track. What's this track t- titled? This is Pretty Tricks. Pretty tricks. This is Sanguine. Very sick. It has a cool 70s sound to it. Yeah. I feel like some Jefferson Starship going there on right go, now. There you go. There you go. Anyway, it, it's in one sense it's easier. You're right because it is um, always there. Mm. And so it's always fulfilling whether there are two people in a dive bar listening to you but they're somewhat captivated and you can feel it. That's just totally satisfying or if it's hotel cafe and it's yeah. sold out it's great too or the viper room on wednesday, wednesday at 9 30 <laughs> do you take stuff on location and just like you know do you have like little tape yeah. deck and stuff and just throw ideas down yeah 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 it's a cool guitar or little keyboards uh i right now on acoustic yeah i'm kind of it's kind of changing now, are you self-taught or yeah did, oh my. my dad my dad got in there for sure all right. <laughs> was your dad a musician? Was your dad a musician? I keep forgetting my mic. He, he is. Yeah. He, he doesn't do it professionally. He's a theologian, an evolutionary Christian minister. Uh, but he definitely rocks the guitars. That's pretty cool. And do you think, do you think ironically, that background, because I'm, I'm just, and I just, you guys at home can't feel this. You have a spirit and energy about you yeah, sure. that is, like, I feel very connected mm-hmm. And that's why I keep saying that you do seem like a warrior that is very feminine and in touch with who she is. Do you think that that's how you were brought up and, and you know, the fact that your dad is in the ministry? 
Uh, maybe. I mean, he's... My mom is just as spiritual, though, okay. too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like... I actually didn't grow up with my dad too much. We weren't in the same home, so... Uh, but it's for sure my bloodline. Like my great grandmother died at 105 and talked wow. to talked to horses. So talk <laughs> like to horses. I, I don't know what's more spiritual. Yeah, she does. She only talk. I'm just I'm I'm choosing like a wacky yeah. uh, <laughs> a wacky <laughs> connection. I want to hear more about that story. Mystical. Yeah, Well, no, Sophia. Actually, that's a really so great Sarah, point. Sarah, do you talk? To right? Horses? Do you talk to horses? Right. <laughs> no, I mean I was, I was saying this. That's a great point that you brought up because even your character on the show, I mean, it, you're this ba- badass chick, but you still have this energy about you that's still very fin- feminine, you know. Mm. So it's it's it keeps guys like myself watching the show. I'll say that. Cool, mm. and it keeps <laughs> badass chicks who like badass chicks watching too. And that's what's really great about the show is, is they're not going to give a character one level. Yeah, right. You know, the the writers are smart enough to go. No. You know, we got more. We need more. We need more. And and the beauty of that, like we discovered in this episode, is now we can start pulling layers back. Right. You know, and uh, so why is she running away from Hal? Right. You know, exactly. when do we find out what the real deal is and all that sort of stuff? So, you know, she's got holes in her head. Mm-hmm. That's and now one in her, in her and gut, too. And now one too. in her gut. <laughs> and can you disclose? I mean, I know that you touch upon it a little bit, that you really don't want to compromise, you know, his decision making as a leader and that's part of the reason that you pulled away but is there any other reason that you were pulling away from Hal at the beginning of the scene before the hospital oh yeah it's too much mm-hmm. it's way too much She's she's been through a lot in life and it's enough to survive given the circumstances um, to to survive and be in love is a whole other level that she doesn't uh she doesn't know if that's necessary. I think she that's okay, age difference. Yes. That's that's where it comes up. There's okay. a wisdom right. yeah. in Maggie that um she wants Hal to be able to meet her in that, that place, but she gets discouraged over and over again. But he's a he's a pretty incredible guy. He seems pretty he persuasive. Her, right, yeah, well, exactly. He, Good way of putting it. Well he's got a he's got this interesting Hero and and humility dynamic going on. I agree. He's really open. I mean, he's with this older woman who's pretty badass and (laughs) scares most Mm -hmm. men. He's he's just like, okay, cool. You can be my partner. (laughs) I I can hang with that. I read that uh, this is not the first time, or this is there'll be a second time that you're playing a Maggie in your a film called Tripping Tommy. Is that correct? Oh wow. Yeah. So you have the character. Did you choose that character name or for Tripping Tommy? For Tripping Tommy? No, no. It just happened to be Maggie yeah. as well. Yeah. Is that filming now or is that in pre-production? Is it done? It's that- in. It's in post. It was. It's, in post? it's an independent that keeps uh, transforming. Oh, does it? Evolving. And what's the the plot of the movie? Of Tripping, Tripping Tommy. Tommy. Can I guess? I I, I, I really <laughs> want you to. I, yeah, I'm ahead. guessing Tommy gets tripped. Oh. You get the applause. All right. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, This film is about um, someone, the hypocrisy of being a spiritual leader, Mm. actually. So this guy follows a spiritual path um, because he he has a knack for being persuasive. And then... uh, somebody finds out that he was involved in their mother's murder and never oh, so it's not it. a comedy got that it's, it's a thriller <laughs> it's a thriller what yeah. i saw yeah mm. 
Mm. It's a psychological thriller. Cool. Was that shot up in Canada or? It was down? shot in Topanga Canyon. Was it shot in Topanga? Yeah, there you go. Awesome. So we go see we can go. Oh, I know there. I know there. Yeah. I went there. Yeah. And you've played an assortment of different roles. I mean, you've gone from Entourage to Shark um, to Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. Uh, undeclared. It was undeclared. Wasn't mm-hmm. that your first? Was that your first role? Undeclared. Yeah, it was my first role in Hollywood. So which which part of being an actress is your favorite role to play? Do you like the? Because you played like more of a sensual sexual role in, in like in Entourage. I remember that one. Um, yeah, yeah. If I, And then all the way now to to Shark to Falling Skies. Which has been your favorite role to play? No competition, Maggie. Maggie. On Falling Skies. Um, yeah, just working with this cast and the writing, as you've noticed. Um, and also for TNT, I'm enjoying being on a short series, just, just 10 episodes where you mm. work intensely four or five months, and then you've got the rest of the year to, well, I'm doing to music. Do your music. Yeah, so that's been that's been really really nice, um, but I'm looking forward to doing more film work. And, uh, and what kind of roles would you be looking for, for example? Because you have this musical theater background, right? I do, but yeah. I don't think I want to pursue musical yeah. theater. It, it was an awesome place to start. Yeah, um, I love playing role, real live stories. I like when I can study a true story and then channel that character as best I can like Frida is one of my favorite films of Great all time film. yeah. yeah so something like that okay excellent <laughs> well we are well over time as usual special guest syndrome but with so, a great reason yeah absolutely thank you so much thank you, no, thank thank you. So, you. so much for coming here it's been awesome hey what are you going to be doing Wednesday uh, <laughs> at around 9.30 that would be the uh, 11 what, what's the, the 11th. The 11th. Yeah. At, at the Viper. At the Viper. Oh, you'll be there. Oh, what? Everybody. Sanguine Drake, who? Yes. Will you be performing the entire album or just uh, a couple of songs? The entire album and more. And then nice. some. Yeah, right. we've been right. Is your bass player coming into town or you're going to have to hustle up a guy? He's in New York. And so we've hustled hustle up, up somebody awesome from San Diego. We just played in San Diego and picked uh, up a great bass player. So well, there you go. This is he'll very be, he'll exciting. Be good. Yes. Yay. Well, well thank congratulations. you so much for thank being you. with us. And tell people where that where they can find you, follow yeah, you. Yeah, your website, follow oh. you on Twitter. Um, on Twitter, that's the best mm-hmm. way. Uh, sanguine underscore Carter. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook, Sarah Sanguine Carter. That's good. There it is. Well, thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in to Fallen Skies next Sunday night. Absolutely. We can find you where on Twitter? You can find me at Daryl Kristen, D-E-R-R-I-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N, and under the same name on Facebook. At you? At Sophia Stanley, S-O-F-I-A, Stanley like Stanley Cup. Steven. Uh, SaveTheSingOff.com is where you can find me. <laughs> you can find me is at Tamara Berg on Twitter. Yes, there is. There There's was some information hope? today, okay. actually. I'll talk awesome. to you about it later. So we'll see you next week for Falling Skies. Bye, Resistance Fighters. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.